We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. The baseball season is go, go, go. It's nonstop, relentless for every night, six straight months, and then hopefully another month in October. You also have work, friends, family, and a million other things going on. That's when you reach for a Coors Light. It's made to chill. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. I mean, the mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Is there anything better than opening up your refrigerator after a long day, seeing that icy cold Coors Light can or bottle in your fridge? The answer is no, there's nothing better. That's why when it's time to chill, you choose Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So that's why when you want to hit reset, reach for a beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your hosts, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show, episode 278. I just arrived back home from that demolition, that embarrassment, that utter disgusting disaster in the Bronx tonight. And Scott, for for people who are listening right now, I I just want to say shout out to them. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for listening because uh, it's, you know, we have so much fun after the Yankees win in the playoffs and getting on here and talking about the games um, when they win, that it, it's tough <laughs> to get on after a night like tonight. So I appreciate the people who are listening on uh, Tuesday morning. Yeah, this is, uh, this is no Mike Francesa. Mike's, uh, Mike's on app. We, yeah, we, we don't, we we do, don't bail. We, we post game. We post game no matter what. It was, um, Win, lose, or draw. It was, it was uh, honestly an embarrassment 
the way that the game ended was just to me one of the one of the worst things. Having a position player go up there and pitch the last guy to, I don't know if it was the first one, but it was the last one who do it. I think they said 2015 was the Blue Jays. Uh, some kid on the Blue Jays was pitching. Like you know, I I don't like it in the regular season, let alone in the postseason. I don't care if you're getting your ass kicked. Throw a pitcher out there. That's what they're there for. Austin Roman's not a pitcher. He's not there to to, to pitch on the mound throw a pitcher. Tarpoli, uh, we talked about this right before, Tarpoli should have just stayed in the game and thrown as many possible pitches as, 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 he, as he could. With, he, as a pitcher, throw, the, throw a pitcher out there. Right. You don't throw a freaking position player out there. Even the because Red Sox came out with, uh, with, with Rodriguez in the last inning to finish the game off. They could have put anybody in there. and they you know, I'm surprised they didn't use Price. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's that, that's just the cherry on top of the shit pie. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's and then not only that, not only that, but Brock Holt hits for the cycle, the first cycle in postseason history against Austin Romine that was the final home run. Awesome. So, so where do you want to start with this game? Because on the one hand, um, you just got to say, let's move on to tomorrow. And, and yeah. it's, it's you're playing for your season in game four. And I still have confidence in this team at home, despite what I saw tonight. And then we're you're gonna you win tomorrow and you're you're on to game five, uh, which is not going to be easy. But you you can move on to game five against the Red Sox. That's kind of where we thought we'd be anyway. You know, maybe a five game series because the teams are very good. But then when you start to unpack this game and you realize everything was lined up for the Yankees coming off of a split at Fenway Park where they almost came back in game one, missed some opportunities, but then showed back up the next night. Got the big nights from Judge and Sanchez, and um, Tanaka showed up, and they embarrassed David Price in Fenway Park. They had all the momentum coming home with their number one pitcher, their ace, Luis Severino, on the mound against an ex-Yankee, Nathan Avaldi, who not only was shit with your team, but has been shit against every team except you guys this year. If you look at his numbers, they are so average. Not even, not even average. Bad against everybody except the Yankees. He dominates the Yankees, and you get your teeth kicked in. I think I saw a number uh, somewhere on Twitter that he's pitched. I think it was twenty-two or twenty-three innings against the Yankees since he's been away from the team. Uh, one earned run. Uh, the guy, <laughs> the guy pitches like exactly to what this team struggles, and and that's he pitches down in the zone. He's hard down in the zone. And they just can't touch it for whatever reason. They they're still trying to hit home runs. They're still trying to you know get those big extra base hits, and they can't do that with this type of guy. Like they're not able to get on top of the ball. They're not able to square the ball up. And um, yeah, he was grooving tonight. I mean, he was just he was he utterly dominated the Yankees. The you know in the the beginning, Dom, Severino we know didn't have it from the beginning, right? From the very beginning, it was first pitch. They were squaring up balls. Uh, there were a couple of hard hit balls in the first inning. Gardner Gardner was running down, you know, all over Yankee Stadium. He was he was, he was running all over the place tracking balls down. Uh, but he got out of the inning, and you're like, okay, got out of the inning. A couple hard hit balls. Okay, we've seen Severino, you know, come out out of the gate struggling a little bit with his command, and and then settle down and be and be good. Just needs to get that one inning out of the way. No. That um, he was, he was struggling with his, with his uh, leaving the balls over the plate the entire time. So the command wasn't there. He was, he was leaving the ball over the plate, and the Red Sox were just eating fastballs, and uh, and they were squaring everything up, and they were making hard contact. It wasn't just they weren't, 
There wasn't bad stuff. In the last inning, there were a couple singles. One, you know, the second one being a flare, and there were a couple little singles that weren't hard hit. But then they started hitting the ball real hard. And you're uh, talking about the fourth inning. In the fourth the, the inning, inning, the first the two, inning he never should have started. The, in the yeah, the fourth inning that he never should have started. There were two uh, uh, two singles, and then um, and then he walked obviously and left the bases loaded for for uh, a nice little nice little mop up job. <laughs> By uh, you know the one guy that you're trying to keep the game, you're trying to keep the game at bay. What was it, three nothing at that point? It was three only nothing three at that nothing. point. Yep. Trying to keep the the game at bay, trying to keep the game at bay after letting Severino come out for the fourth, knowing damn well that he didn't have it. And what did they bring in Lance Lynn? Because he was the only guy warming up. By the way, he was it was him and Tarpley the inning before, and I think when they brought in Lynn, uh, he was the only guy up in the pen at that point. So Lance Lynn comes in. And I guess the the logic behind Lance Lynn coming in is that he can get a ground ball, maybe, <laughs> but but I don't get that logic personally. Well, I go with my one of my better guys that that can uh, you know try to get out of a jam because right then at three nothing, it's still a game. Yeah, mistake one is bringing Severino back out for the fourth inning when he clearly had nothing. Very That's very one. very obvious mistake. Very obvious decision right there. Yep. Mistake two is uh, if you're gonna pitch Lance Lynn, which I think is a mistake. But mistake number two is bringing him in with runners on base. He's a he's a starting pitcher. He's a starting pitcher that is in your bullpen. So you do everything in your power, especially when your starter has nothing, to give him a clean inning. He could have very easily started the fourth inning mm-hmm. if you're going to let Severino start the inning. And the only way you're taking him out is if there's runners on base, because that means he's struggling. Then have somebody who's more experienced with runners on base come in, like Chad Green. When you use Chad Green in an already seven to nothing game, that is a complete and total waste. I, I tweeted on Twitter. I put out on Twitter that using Chad Green in a seven nothing game. I heard. I like, saw as you. The the the, <laughs> the thing about this. The thing about this is that like at some point you have nobody. Uh, you have to bring people in, right? It, the, it was the order that screwed everything up. Like you should have had Chad. Chad Green probably would have been the guy that should have come in instead of Lance Lynn. That should have been the guy, but or Robertson or 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 even but I'm Holder, saying, but if we're talking about in that, moment, in that situation, I'm, I know. But if we're talking about between like the way that Green and Lynn came in, uh, I think you hit it on the head. If Lynn were if they if you're using those two pitchers, you certainly don't use them in that order. You give Lynn the next inning, a clean inning as a starting pitcher, and you you bring in one of the guys, whether it's Green or Robertson or whomever, who has the ability to pitch from the stretch from the get go, is comfortable in that situation, and and you know has has proven that he can get out of it. We've seen Chad Green get out of bases loaded jams this year. It happened, um, and you know this is this is. A guy now that didn't even have Chad Green up in that situation, even in the third inning, didn't have Chad Green up in that situation, had Tarpley and Lance Lynn in those situations. Those were the two guys up. So Tarpley, who looked, you know, threw a ball behind Jackie Bradley Jr. today and and not trying to, just literally threw it behind him, um, just didn't look like he was remotely I mean probably the moment's just I mean, the moment which isn't even a big moment because it's already a blowout game is just too big for him it was too and weird kind it of, was a weird that, it was a weird moment for him probably too right um so I mean the Severino Severino did not have it not even close and then there was this whole thing about him maybe not knowing the start of the game because it was a weird start time 740 so Apparently, TBS reported that at 7.32 is when he started warming up, eight yeah. minutes before first pitch. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if that's actually the first time he ever threw a warm-up pitch or not, um, but the fact is he was warming up very close to game time, right? 
He was. So he was warming up. He he went out there. Yeah, it was like eight minutes before the start of the uh, game. And Darling was talking about the fact that, you know, they, they started talking about him not knowing the, the start time. So this we're recording this, just so everybody knows who's listening to this. We're recording this right after the game, like literally the game that we started recording. So we haven't listened to all of the uh, any post games or any of the, the details of really what happened to that. But I have a very difficult time believing that he didn't know what the start time was. You know, like he's throwing to a catcher. He uh, There's a, there's a uh, bullpen um, coach or somebody watching him at some point. You know, before that, I got to believe that they were, he was throwing at some point before, whether it was, you know, not in the not out in the open in the bullpen. I don't know. He was throwing in the tunnel, throwing somewhere, but he was throwing. It had to have been. I, I just, I have, yeah, a hard, well, I, mean, I have a hard time believing that unless he had like the shits and like he was on the toilet, you know. I was just going like, to say that. Maybe he had like diarrhea. That. Yeah, like something stupid but, like that. But uh, so I'm just reading hoax tweets right now. And he said, Boone said Severino had his normal warm routine, quote, no issues there. So yeah. even if there was an issue, they're downplaying it. Yeah, and and um, we were talking in our uh, in the writers chat on on Facebook too. Um, Rohan was talking about you know how he even got a late start at the uh, in the wild card game too. It's like part of his what he's done uh, the past couple of times. So I, I'm not really looking into that. I have a feeling the announcers were saying it just to make it sound good and you know get social media a buzz. But um, I had, so I have a very difficult time believing that he didn't know the start time. In fact, like I really don't I don't, believe that I don't know all. how that would be possible. No, I honestly don't know how that would be possible unless Severino showed up to the stadium 10 minutes before the game because they're there early afternoon. The start of the game is discussed. The warm up routine routines are discussed. They had to do pregame introductions and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it would be almost impossible for him to not know what time the game was starting. Not to mention, it's not just him. Like he literally has to throw it to somebody. Like that, that, then you have two people not knowing the start time of the game, of, of, so I think of the playoff game that you're about to play. When you couple the fact that he got crushed with just this sort of controversy out there, people grasp onto it, and, yeah. and, they, want to, and they want to overreact and, right. and, and say that, it, that you it's... You can hang your hat really on something, is. yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, you know, it's, you bury them when they're down. You it's want to make, easier to... Uh, to blame that than just say Severino didn't have it and he got crushed. Yeah. Well, you know, man, I tell you, this is a, this is, this is becoming a trend that I don't like at all uh, of Luis Severino coming out and, and throwing, you know, very, very short outings and, and just not, not being the guy that we've seen him at his potential at his, at his peak in, in regular season starts. We just, he's, um, there's been too many now post game starts, postseason starts now that are are adding to his resume that are are telling us that he is not a big game pitcher. It's it's just it's 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 adding on to it. the The resume is being built currently. I get that. I know we're still looking. He's still a young guy, but so far not very good. It's two. It's two really horrendous starts. Right, but you could also go back to the wild card and say four innings pitched. I mean, when you look at that in in a year and a half... Four innings pitched, uh, yeah, I mean, four innings pitched doesn't sound good, but when you watch that game, four innings pitched was all they wanted. Yeah, I I, I know, but we're also seeing Nathan Avaldi go out there and and, and, and throw. <laughs> that's a whole other. Honestly, throw, that's a whole know, other issue. What did he throw? The, six plus? I don't even know what he threw. Seven tonight? I don't even know. The 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 issue of the offense against Nathan Avaldi is a whole other thing than than what happened with the with Severino and with Boone using guys at weird times that allowed this game to get out of hand when it should never have gotten out of hand. There's no excuse for using that parade of relievers in an ALDS game. No. 
No, I mean, I, I feel like it's, I don't even know how to talk about the offense right now against Evaldi. Evaldi was pitching well. The, the um, team couldn't get anything done, but they lost the game because it was done early because Severino didn't have it. Boone didn't recognize it for whatever reason and had his head up his ass and brought Severino back out, which everybody and their brother knew that he should not have come back out for that inning. Severino probably knew that, that I shouldn't be going out in this inning and still did it. And then not only that didn't really have a good contingency plan for if Severino who already looked bad came in and stayed bad, didn't have a good contingency plan. Boone ready said, to go. I also read on, on Twitter just now, Boone said that they wanted Severino to get through the bottom of the lineup, which could line up for their next relievers to come in against the top of the order. But then I asked Boone, why are you trying to be cute? Yeah. Why, why do you have to, who, so if you're going to the bottom of the lineup, then you should feel even more comfortable with bringing in a reliever at that point. Getting the guy out who can't, he couldn't, he just, he wasn't locating pitches. I don't care it's, who you're, who you're throwing to. You're still throwing to major league hitters. If you're not, if you're not hitting lo- your location, you're hittable. You but know, it doesn't everybody matter. Can swing a bat. This isn't July. This isn't August. You're not saving your bullpen. You're not saving your pitching staff for the long haul. <laughs> this is, this is the playoffs. Yeah. There's, it's there's not, no it, reason for it. There's zero reason. Not only that, but they were, they had a day off. And, you know, relatively rested. Like, the bullpen was in good shape. Very good shape. And it wasn't just that Severino was getting hit hard because he was a lot of hard-hit contact, but every single count he was behind in the count. Yes, that was the Ball problem. won every time. He was Every time I looked at the scoreboard, I felt like it was two balls, no strikes. And here comes a fastball. Here comes another line drive. Yes. And when you're, and when you're in a uh, behind, the, behind, behind in the count or it's a 2-0 count or whatever, if it's a hitter's count, and you're throwing fastball and not putting it where you need it to go, where you're, you're trying to hit you know, a corner or you're trying to have it right in and you can't do that and you're leaving it out over the plate, you're going to get tattooed, especially by a Red Sox team that, that can put up a, a, a hefty set of numbers in a blink of an eye. So it's, you know, when you're not locating, and that's, that's the biggest reason for me why there's, there's zero reason, I don't care who you're pitching to, bottom of the lineup, uh, you know, if you're throwing to... It doesn't matter who you're throwing to. If you can't locate pitches, you should not be in the game. And it was obvious. It wasn't like that was a, a new thing. He wasn't locating for, for the first three innings. Why is that going to change in the fourth? Right. Yeah, it was terrible. Terrible decision. Uh, ter- terrible game overall. Um, Sabathia tomorrow, who has not pitched since he got ejected in Tampa. <laughs> That's the yeah, last which time I'm, saw Which Sabathia. I don't think is going to really bother him. I mean, I don't think the, the rest uh, for a guy like CC matters. If anything, I think it's, it's good for him. Yeah, no, no, that's fine. Hopefully he gets out to the bullpen on time and throws his warm up pitches. So he's ready for first pitch. Dude, CC's ready right now. I mean, come <laughs> on. How long? <laughs> he's CC's ready to go. It's just a matter of if, if he's going to be effective or not. And so, yeah, so, so you're going in, I mean, is this game you get blown out? Is this, Better or worse than if you if you lose like a heartbreaking game where maybe your bullpen blows it late. I, I I'm not sure. I'm kind of battling that how the Yankees and how the Red Sox are going to enter tomorrow. If it's just wipe the clay clean and it's like never happened, or is this still on the back of your mind? Because it's it's it doesn't feel good going into a win or go home situation. No, I mean I think no matter what, if you're if you're if you're talking about like the team perspective at that point, like no, you forget about it and you move on. There, you should have already forgotten about it. Like put this thing gone. It's so far out of your memory. 
that that um you know people got to recount it to you for you to remember it that's that's how i feel if if i'm a if i'm a player i mean the red sox uh david price came out there and and again got got shelled and you know they took a bad loss at home came here and then just put up a what 16 was at the end of it 16 freaking runs i think one of the most in postseason history uh worst i think one of the worst losses uh, for a home team in postseason history i mean the the accolades just mount up for this game it's beautiful it's one of those ones that's going to be remembered for a long time because of all the great things that happened brock holt austin romine 16 runs biggest deficit what a joke the the um but you can come out tomorrow uh behind cc who you know has been for for years now the stopper um and a guy that knows how to pick pitch in big situations. So honestly, if there's one guy that I probably want at this point who does know how to pitch in a situation like this, I could just say, "Hey, I got you. Let's go." It's CC Sabathia. So <clears throat> that's true. He was the stopper last year. He's got to be the stopper this year. Uh, there's we, no, we, other way to no look at he it. has no choice. <laughs> right? Um, were you proud of your boy Valdi? You know. I, I, it's it's one of those. Uh, you feel vindicated for, I don't, for vindication. Talking I about all. I don't of his, need vindication. I know what he is. I know what well, he is. He's only this against the Yankees. That's what it seems, which is makes it extremely frustrating. If a guy figures out how to pitch and, and pitches well overall against most teams, then you can kind of live with it. When he goes out there and pretty much lays an egg against most teams, except the Yankees, it's it's tough to handle. It's it's hard. It's more. It's frustrating for me to watch it because, because I, because I was a fan of his when he was here, and I and I always thought that he had the stuff to do something good, and we've seen him. I don't know. It, it's frustrating. It's 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 frustrating to watch it. It's frustrating to watch that guy come back in here and dominate the Yankees, knowing that, knowing that they cut him, and also that they uh, that they he wanted to resign with the team that they wouldn't offer him a contract, and then he went. And he's like, all right, okay, I'm only going to throw well against you. <laughs> him and Steve Pierce, him and Steve Pierce are down in the freaking, uh, in the, in the clubhouse with voodoo dolls doing, doing the Pedro Serrano and, and just cursing everything they possibly can and going out there and, uh, and, and dominating the Yankees. I'm looking at his game logs as a member of the Red Sox. So uh, he pitched that eight shutout innings against the Yankees on August 4th. And then his next show was at Yankee starts. Stadium, right? No, it was at Fenway Park. Oh, it was August at Fenway? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, he pitched deep in the game as a member of the Rays at Yankee Stadium early on. Yeah, that's what but then he, then he goes out, and his next few starts are eight runs, three runs, four runs, six runs, three runs. <laughs> I mean, three runs isn't that's, – that's a, that's a good start Five for innings. a Yankee starter this time. Yeah, I mean, how many times we would have said okay with that. See, that was the thing with him. Like, you're talking about these, these bad he, – he had a couple bad ones in there. But even when he was with the Yankees, he never got – really lit up it was it was it was you know every once in a while it was frustrating but because the frustrating it was five you, innings 100 pitches yeah that was your it, frustration was was his lack of getting uh deep into the game and and throwing a million pitches it was a different baseball then was, it, the game was played differently back then two years back, ago back then <laughs> his game would suit this would suit this team beautifully right now Yep. Like it, yep. that's exactly uh, how they all throw now. And now he's throwing six innings, seven innings, eight innings efficiently too. I think he was at the, like he was at like he was at like seventy pitches. Oh, he was cruising. He yeah. was basically not throwing any balls. I mean, at one point I looked up, I think he had like fifty-eight strikes and sixteen balls. I mean, yeah. It was just pouring this uh, the strike zone. And, and, and the Red and, Sox, the Red throw- Sox played it perfectly. They they 
flipped Porcello and Avaldi because Avaldi because Porcello pitched in game one in relief, and it's working out. Now they get Porcello on rest. He's rested going to clinch a game. They don't have to think about using Sale on short rest or anything like that. Worst case scenario for them, they have Chris Sale game five. Yep. Worked out well for them, huh? So we just mm-hmm. gotta get uh we just gotta get get to um Porcello. They they gotta they gotta do something with this offense. They gotta they gotta go out there and they gotta attack this kid and they gotta put some good swings on him. Yeah. He's Maybe a jer- don't try Jersey and hit the ball. Jersey kid trying to come back and 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 light it up back home. Can't let that happen. I don't know how it looked on TV, but from where I was sitting in the stands, it looked like everybody was up there trying to hit the ball six hundred feet, even when they were down five, eight, nine runs. Well, yeah, I think definitely when they were down eight, nine runs because they wanted to get the f- out of there. They wanted to leave. You could tell that they all wanted to. They they stopped. The, the at bats were bad. You know, last couple innings, they were just trying to get out of there. That was very obvious. Yep. All right, um, but that's, that's going to do it for us. <laughs> you know, <laughs> today's it's a different day. That's the beauty about baseball. You flip the switch. You you, you turn the page. You go to the next day, and. You know, things could change. Let's look. I mean, think about what happened last year. What happened last year? We went down 0 2 to the Cleveland Indians, and everybody thought we were dead, except for yours truly. Thought we were dead. Dead, dead, dead. Everybody, dead. I'm not saying the Yankees are dead by any means. I know you're not not saying they're dead. But also, what happened? Girardi had one of like the worst possible. No, it was the worst possible scenario for for Joe Girardi, and they they bounced back. So, and they won three in a row against one of the hottest teams in in the league. A positive way to look at this is that maybe they got embarrassed tonight enough where they look themselves in the mirror and say, well, let's snap the hell out of it. Yeah, I mean, you got to believe that. I mean, if, if this didn't do it, nothing's going to do it because this one right. was as bad as it gets. As bad right. as it gets. And uh, after game four, we will be doing another show, and hopefully we're talking about a potential game five. Any last words, Scott? We got voicemails coming up. I'm sure they're going to be outstanding. And, Can't uh, wait for those. I'm sure they're going to be real positive. Shout out. To everybody who left a voicemail. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Believe it or not, George isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out before I pick up the phone. Where could I be? (laughs) Believe it or not, I'm not home. Hey, Boone, thanks for fucking leaving in Severino through the fourth inning. Now the bases are loaded and there's no out. Should have taken him out of any ago when it was when it was run one nothing. What the fuck? By far the most pitiful performance I've ever seen in my fucking life. Holy Jesus Christ! Am I throwing shit around my living room as I watch this game? I can't. It's impossible to watch. I don't know what happened with these boys, but. The Boston is hitting every single fucking pitch that comes across the goddamn plate into the outfield for a single or a double or something. Someone gets a walk, takes, you know, there's fucking 10 runs on the board and it's just, it's just not going our way. Thankfully, this isn't a goddamn elimination game. Thankfully, we have game for tomorrow. Thankfully, CC's on that. I trust you. Is it man we have to trust him. Holy Jesus Christ. Right now, we just need to fire Aaron Boone after this season. All year, it's been absolutely terrible uh, on how he's handled pulling pitchers and how he kept them in just to suffer. And, I mean, we can't put any of this inning that top of the fourth inning on anybody besides Aaron Boone. Go out and get him tomorrow, guys.
Oh my god. I can't believe he left Sebi in so long. This is ridiculous. Boone, I don't care what you guys think. Boone sucks. I hope, he, I hope they get rid of him. Oh, if only Steinbrenner was alive. His heads would roll. I just crawled out of a dumpster. I got cuts all over my body. And the abortion that lived. York Yankees are a really good team, but the only thing holding them back is their dumbass manager. Fucking Aaron Boone. How do you not see this Luis Severino is losing it? But you pull half after two innings? He's fucking terrible. Like, I don't even know. We just need to fucking get a new manager, but they probably won't because they just signed Boone. Boys, we had a good run. Who shut the bed today? Severino shut the fucking bed today. The whole goddamn bullpen shut the fucking bed today. CC on the mound tomorrow. Not gonna happen. That's tomorrow, boys. Maybe next year. Deuces. This is definitely the worst game I have ever watched in any sport in any year. This is disgusting. I don't have much to say tonight, except I'm so glad I have my ticket to this game. On tomorrow. I'm gonna be as calm as I can saying this, but all I really have to say is that Angel Hernandez had a better night than Aaron that was better through a lot this year. I think a lot of the criticism came, uh, came along with hindsight. But that was an embarrassment, what he did in the fourth inning. I don't know if no one was in the 10 after Seve looked so bad through three. Let's get him tomorrow. I came into the series optimistic, and um, I thought we were better than the Red Sox. Um, I still think we're better than the Red Sox. I still think CeCe Sabathia will come through for us tomorrow. We'll see. I think Aaron Boone is, I don't know if I'm going to curse on this, but it's a, he's a fucking idiot. Um, I don't think he's going to get fired after this year, but, you know, he may be on the hot seat after next year if, you know, we aren't successful and he looks like a clown again. Uh, we'll see. Hopefully, he comes here for us, fish four or five scoreless innings. The offense can look alive. Lefoy won't strike out on three pitches. Aaron Hicks will play, even though apparently he's Again, another Aaron Boone fucking doozy. Um, that's pretty much it. Hopefully the Yankees win tomorrow. We can go to game five. I guess Chris Dell, I'm pretty sure, is going to start game five. We better win that fucking shit. We better at least win tomorrow. Yo, I fucking wait 14 fucking years to face the Red Sox in the playoffs again. More than my half of my entire fucking life, and Luis Severino doesn't even know the time of first pitch, and he's got one game to start in this series, and he doesn't even know how to get it into his routine. Are you freaking kidding me? It's absolutely unacceptable. It's ridiculous. I'm sick of this guy coming up like... It's just, it's fucking ridiculous. Susan fucking Waldman just said on the broadcast that she doesn't understand 
why not warming up until 7.32 would have any effect on Severino because he didn't blow up in the first inning. What the fuck does that mean? Of course it has an effect on you. If you're not warmed up and loosened up, how the fuck are you supposed to pitch throughout the course of the game the right way? So does that mean that every time there is a blow-up in any inning, every game, any game throughout the year, that it's, that, I mean, we should, they should have warmed up before the inning? The hell does that mean, Susan? Stop taking the blame off of Boone and his coaching staff for not knowing what the hell's going on and having their heads up their asses. I was so excited for the game for me. We were at home. I thought we were going to close it out. I thought we were going to win today and close it out tomorrow. But we got fucking destroyed today. Tomorrow is a motherfucking must-win. CC has to do good. The, the bats have to come alive. Because we cannot lose the fucking Boston. Come on, man. Let's go, Yankees. Tonight was just complete and utter bullshit. I mean, it, this is the theme that we've been seeing with the Yankees for, for, for the past year now. Last year in the ALDS, we went down 2-0. And we came back, and then again in the AOCS, we, we went down 2-0. And we almost came back. I mean, we, we came back and we almost won the series. But, I mean, the Yankees cannot keep putting themselves in situations where they have to come back in the series. We have to, if we get, we got this 1-1 tie, we need to come out in front and just win, win a series outright. You know, we can't just put ourselves in situations where we have to come back or else we're going home with it. That's not the Yankee way. I mean, these young kids got to learn to step up just like Judge is doing. I mean, I feel like Judge is the only young person on that team stepping up and making plays. Unfucking believable tonight. Jesus Christ, gentlemen. What the fuck? Come into the Bronx up one to one and you blow it like this. Shoot me in the head now. Fuck, I owe my dad so much shit now. Fuck. Fuck the Yankees at this point. God damn it. Cross Farmers in five, baby. Let's go. Completely disgusting performance by the entire organization. There's no reason why any of this should have happened. Terrible. Sebi, terrible. Boom, terrible. Green's not good. Lance Lynn stinks. Awful. Awful. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. And out of the four I just named, Boom was the best one of the bunch. Disgusting. Is it possible to fire a manager uh, in the middle of a postseason series? Ask me for a friend. Thanks. Go see you tomorrow night. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show, we'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review in iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it, and go Yankees.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.